and welcome to Transatlantic Touchdown, the only NFL podcast that you need this side of the Atlantic. And joining me in the studio, as always, is Ethan Walsh of the Arizona Cardinals, William Godwin of the New York Giants, and I am James Roberts, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I didn't know what I was going to say there for a second, gents. I should actually just go, a disappointment right now. Um, Yes, we've had another cracking two weeks of football. Unfortunately, we missed last week to record a pod. We had factors external to us that we could not control, mainly assessments, which were, you know, we were buried underneath, unfortunately. But we are back. We're back to talk about some amazing football that's happened. Let's just talk about what's happened most recently this weekend. We obviously had two massive championship games. We're going to go to the AFC first because I think that's of most interest to us because it means that Will has now lost the Super Bowl bet because the Bengals, they crashed out, Ethan. They crashed out in dramatic fashion to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it was such a close game, but, you know, I'm, I personally am so happy that the Bengals are out now because I can be a little bit more, not, not, not positive about my bet because obviously there's still another game, but. Are you joking? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one left, and there is only one other team oh, that can stop I'm you. I'm buzzing. Boys. I'm does, buzzing. It, does it not make you slightly smug, though, bearing in mind how Cincinnati were going into this game, you know, renaming the stadium Burrowhead Stadium? There was a little bit of arrogance going into this matchup. Yeah, like. They were they were asking for it a little bit like that just fueled the Kansas City Chiefs and um, they obviously paid the price and uh, will I didn't even know they'd done that. <laughs> to be honest, I was honestly so focused on just winning the game. I hadn't. It, it was the focus of Travis Kelsey's uh, post game interview. It was him commenting on that and saying, "But I watched their mouth," you know, not not going too far to MLS chance, but that's pretty much what he was implying. Um, but I mean, for someone who was supporting the Bengals in that matchup. Are you incredibly disappointed with the performance you saw out there? Were there moments where you felt like the game just slipped away from the Bengals, but they could have won it? I, I think, I mean, the Chiefs got out pretty well. Like, they started pretty good, and it was nothing that we didn't expect from the Chiefs, I don't think, because obviously we've always said they were strong. Um, but wow, like, the, it was a good game. Like, I was hoping for a bit higher scoring, but it just shows you that the def- defense on both, uh, sorry, the. Bengals and the Chiefs was it was there um kept both teams in it there was um a couple of you know uh, close calls and a lot more punts than I was expecting um and then the offense as well like firing all cylinders from both sides but no yeah really good game to watch I was really disappointed when I saw they'd won by a field goal but the moment Harrison Butker came on the pitch I was a bit like okay he doesn't. He does do the big occasions, and he's done really well this season as well. Yeah, I was a bit like, okay, it might be game over. Um, yeah. It's now, tough. now that is unfortunate for the Bengals. I think we should, before we go into talk too much about praising the Kansas City Chiefs and obviously the performance that they put in, that Andy Reid has kind of led them towards all season long. We should talk about some of the positives that kind of came from that Bengals game. And for me personally, as always, Jamar Chase had an absolutely phenomenal game. You know, he he really is in a class of his own, Ethan, when you think about other wide receivers across the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been in the league long, but he's certainly put his stamp on it already. Um, probably like a top five receiver, you, you could argue. And he, he's just class. Like, there's been no difference from him in college to the NFL. There's been no change. He's just taking it to it like a duck in water. And I mean, what a player, what a player. Every team will be probably gutted that they don't have him. But since you really do have that number one wide receiver that a lot of teams cover. So. Why do I feel that's a really well thing to say? He's like a duck out <laughs> in water. 
I mean, we probably want to apologise for Will's awful yeah. Welsh accent there uh, more than anything. Um, He's like a duck in water. If I do it over and over again, you can't ignore it. Hey, he got better there. To he be got fair, much better. Mate, he's been listening to me all, all year. Mate, so he's got like, something about uh, the Uncle Bryn about him, tell to be me, fair. So, uh, all year I've been listening to this bloke. So Jamar Chase obviously is, you know, a key player for the Bengals going forwards. But is he perhaps a commodity that the Bengals value in terms of trading away for more picks or to bring in different talent uh, when you think about going down the years? Because unfortunately, they may have a great player in Jamar Chase and they may have a great player in Joe Burrow. But unless they can actually go all the way to a Super Bowl and actually win the Super Bowl final and get that Lombardi trophy that they so desperately desire... You know, surely they they need to do anything that they can to do that. And if that means sacrificing someone to get a better all-rounded team or well-rounded team, sorry, I should say, is Jamar Chase someone that they sacrifice in the future? Are you joking? (laughs) (laughs) If they take Jamar Chase out, they're not making the playoffs. Like, he made up so much of their receiving yards. And, I mean, granted, you know, their their receiver core isn't... It's not bad. Uh, AJ Green... And uh, AJ Green, no, he's not. T Higgins, mate. Sorry, T Higgins. But the AJ Green regen, you could almost say, because he essentially is the replacement. Absolutely, but Ethan, if you're looking at this, you know, from the perspective of you know, as an Arizona Cardinal, where you literally just need anything to make your team better, even you know, even Will with a couple of pads on uh, (laughs) would would do the world of good. I think I could help your quarterback situation out. I agree. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, but then, do you not think you know? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they really need to just throw everything at getting a key player in, someone like Jamar Chase, and then do the Bengals turn around and say, do they really say no yeah, to say two no. first-round picks? Uh, you know, Two first-rounders? Like what, what, one, one year, think, another, the next year. the Cardinals are, we could ask for three. Honestly. <laughs> I say we, the Bengals. Yeah, I was just going to highlight that. He said we. A Giants fan said we to a Cincy. Uh, we can't go there because you've been turning up in Saquon <laughs> Barkley jerseys all year round. So. Um, no, it's, it's a great point. Honestly, I don't think two first-rounders would even come close. I think the Bengals would just put the phone down. Um, if if it was a trade idea, maybe, well, at least eight years of picks, I think, since he would want, because Jamar Chase is that cornerstone. Now, I'm just going to interrupt, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can keep this in the podcast if you want, but um, have you guys got Be Real? I do yeah. not. Have you got Be Real? Uh, if anyone else has got Be Real, you'll I probably know that this, this stuff likes to happen at the most awkward <laughs> yeah. time and the most random points. It has mine just gone as well. I've got, I've got a one minute, 30 second countdown to get my Be Real in and I feel like I've got to do it. A with transatlantic touch with, with us actually filming. So let's, so let's do, so let's do this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to angle mine here. We're going to get it first. There we go. Cheese. Excellent. And then I'm just going to hold it back and I'm going to get the other cameras. And then, and then we're going to look at Will's. Amazing, amazing. So I'm uh, so wow. sorry to interrupt with that, but you know, be real. Um, if if you're not on it, where have you been? I got so um, many chins in that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, apart from that distraction uh, of the be real, yeah. uh, let's talk about other members of this Bengal squad that mm-hmm. again have not only had a, a great game in the AFC Championship game, but have also had an amazing season overall. First name that comes to mind, apart from Jamal Chase, is of course Joe Burrow's uh, Burrowhead Stadium, as they were calling it before they went into this game. Uh, Will, obviously, as as a as a man who is obsessed with him to the point of restraining order can't be far away. What do you make of his season? His, his second only season in the NFL. I was just going to say that you're closer to me than that, since you were drooling over his style choice. Joe Burrow is obviously, you know, one of the key players for the Bengals going into the future. Now, you know, his second season in the NFL, and he's proven that he is by far the best, one of the best quarterbacks. Sorry, I should say 
in the National Football League right now. He is indeed a franchise QB for the future. I think Cincinnati have found their own Patrick Mahomes in this man. Great season. But unfortunately, just couldn't go past the mark when it counted, really, Ethan. Yeah, it is unfortunate. But I think Cincy will be happy. I mean, obviously, they got to the Super Bowl final last year. And this year, one game off. I mean, the Bengals can build on this. Let's flip over to the Kansas City Chiefs now. We were at Arrowhead Stadium. They were always going in as favourites until we heard about Patrick Mahomes with a slight injury. I believe it was to his ankle, but it didn't show at all in that game. He was as mobile as he's been all season. He was as agile as he's been all season. And I don't understand how a man can see gaps like that so quickly. Before I let Will take this, because I know he likes talking about the Chiefs, I want to say the NFL blew that up so much. I mean... The journalists were filming Patrick Mahomes literally taking a step off the floor. I'm like, oh, is he out? Oh, he's, he's limping a little bit. I mean, come on. It's they, were, they were milking it as much as they yeah. could, weren't they? They were really trying to push this story of Mahomes is injured. Mahomes is down. Mahomes has got to come back from this. You know, And that just wasn't the case. Were they doing that to sort of boost the morale of the Cincinnati fans who never really stood a chance going to that stadium? Or I mean, that's a bit harsh, I think. Um... No, I think it's you know that is just the nature of the American media, isn't it? They they will blow up every single story. Like, um, it's the nature of sports media, really. When you think true. about it, if there's a story, you milk it to the end. I mean, to be fair, it's what we've been doing in our masters. Like, it, it's talking to uh, my lecturer Joe about you know if you get a story, you find every detail and you milk it for all it's worth. But going to his going to that game then now talking about Patrick Mahomes. He, he was outstanding in that match. And you can kind of see now why everyone puts such big hype around his name, why everyone thinks that he is essentially going to be the next GOAT, if you will, of the NFL. Because unfortunately, Tom Brady's time has been and gone. He's not quite admitted it, but I think we can all see it now as fans. This new wave of QB is coming through the league now. They've got to be more mobile. Not only have they got to throw the ball to thread the eye of the needle, they've got to be mobile. They've got to be able to run. You know, They've got to bring so much more to the game than just throwing quickly. Uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes is surely a prime example of that, Ethan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is one of the best young QBs we've seen come out of college in a long, long time. Um, I think, obviously, he sat his first year and learned from an experienced QB, Alex Smith. And I think that aided his development because he could sort of see NFL defences in person and sort of just learn as, as he went along without the pressure of having to perform. But we've seen in his gameplay, he's just he's just unreal. I mean, he's flipping passes left, right and centre, no luckers. I mean, the confidence is through the roof. And so he should be with a player of his talent. I think, yeah, I mean, I can only agree with you at this point because he is such an athlete. I mean, what was it we said before that he is also uh, is something like, because uh, he, he got picked for baseball as well. Mm. Like the strength, the, uh, I think, uh, flexibility and obviously, um, oh, I, oh, I don't know how, what, how, what the word is, but it's his ability to be able to do both. And so when he throws American football, he's... It, it's his sheer athleticism, isn't it? Like the, okay, the, yeah. the athletic ability that he has. And that's, to throw. Yeah, and that the was his success in baseball and has yeah. transferred across really yeah. well to NFL because he's thrown quite a, through, thrown, sorry, quite a few sidearm passes and like yeah. underarm throws. And he just sometimes just sort of like pushes it off to one side you know, and tosses the ball off to the next person. It's, I think also it's his, it's his feel for the game. Like also we see 
I think it's, it's helped so much the relationships he's been able to build with his receiving core. Most of all, Travis Kelsey. I mean, we've spoken before about him being an absolute beast. First touchdown of the game, Kelsey. I think Kelsey was straight in. Travis Kelsey was probably the standout player for for Kansas City. When you think about it, I don't know what, what your yeah. take on this is. Well, I mean, we also said that because when we look when we watched the highlights back as well, uh, we were like, "Where's Smith Schuster?" Because you know, we, obviously, we didn't know. There's a big name wide receiver going to Kansas City, mm. so he was at the Steelers. He was a big name there. Um, the, I was expect I wasn't expecting to move. I'll be honest when he did. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, it's the it's the relationships Mahomes been able to build and he is his ability to throw in various different ways. I really think he's got Brady's number at this point in this stage of his career as well. What we can see from his like I don't want to put any pressure on him to I mean, obviously I'm not going to, but I think the media needs to sort of back off and not label him a goat or anything, because just let let him progress. Because that's where pressure builds and then players make unnecessary mistakes and and he is now of course going to be uh, the first quarterback in the in the Super Bowl for this season he's the first one that declared himself to to be progressing through this next stage but now we're going to move on to the next game the Philadelphia Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers and I don't really want to have to talk about it because it means that as a result of this game Ethan is now the only one of us with his Super Bowl pick for the Super Bowl bet still in, so it means that both myself and Will are at incredible points of danger in our lives because Ethan has suddenly got the high ground, as Obi-Wan Kenobi would say. Um, I'm talk- so threatened right now. <laughs> <laughs> talk me through that game for you, Ethan, as what is basically now you are an Eagles fan because you desperately want to see us punished. Um, it was kind of dominant, but in a way I think it was kind of an unfair showing. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, San Fran, their chances were probably went downhill when obviously Brock Purdy went off injured. And that's not to say that Josh Johnson isn't a good player. I mean, he's in the NFL. He has to be a good player to be in the NFL, but he's not the QB. Um, So I think the Eagles did take advantage of that. Um, You know, they won by a lot. Um, But he's one of the biggest (laughs) NFC championship uh, points differences in terms of final results. When, when we saw that final score. And I, I, I'm sorry, I know that the Eagles are a great team. I know they've got a lot of good players in there. But I just think that that was solely down to the fact that they wiped Nick Bosa out on the sidelines and they also lost Brock Purdy whoa, whoa, at whoa, whoa. the end of that first quarter. So playing three quarters without your number one quarterback, the guy who's given you the momentum and the go forward for the for that second part of the season. They were, on a ma- they were on a massive win streak and he was the driving force behind that. To suddenly lose him and to suddenly lose another key player in the form of Bosa. Yes, you still had McCaffrey and you still had Debo Samuel, but you can't say that teams wouldn't have been handicapped. Similar, it had similar things have happened to them. Before you say anything, Will, I just want to point out the fact that you said the Eagles took out Bosa when in fact it was not. The 49ers basically took out Bosa themselves. Uh, the clip that you showed me had a, just a it had an eagle involved in it. So just I so. I am blaming uh, some foul play there on the uh, on the Eagles side of things. I, 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 to be fair, I would say that the the QB they brought in for Purdy did an extremely good job, considering that's his first, like, I'm pretty sure that's his first NFL game. Like, No, he's, it, he's been with a number of sides, but it was his first game for the 49ers. Okay, but to jump on in a championship game, 
I'm willing to bet he's never done that before. Like, hopping on then, that's a huge amount of pressure. And despite the fact that, you know, he did throw some good good passes and good completions, but because of his receiver call and McCaffrey, they have to, you know, they helped him if out. If he was good, though, should the, should the Cardinals take him on? No, because James. because you you, no, you no. keep saying about how you need someone to replace Kyler Murray, you we need do, something different in this do, side. But we don't need a fourth string. But TV. you just said that he's good. But you've just said that he's good. I'm to be fair, they kept the defense kept the minute for a lot longer than they should. Sorry, I know. You, I know. You're I, so, know I know. Solely, you're try, I know. You're trying solely, to stretch this, but it was a massive handicap for the 49ers. There was no way that after that moment they were ever going to progress through to the Super Bowl. And it, it's just, it's poor luck for them. It's unfair on their fans. It's unfair on their players. Um, unfair on us, James. It's unfair on us. It definitely is. <laughs> no, it's because not. The, the Super Bowl no, right not. now, we should be talking about the Chiefs versus the 49ers. Yeah! How exciting but would that be? That would have been an amazing Instead, that would have been we've horrendous. got to watch... We've got to watch Patrick Mahomes destroy the Eagles side for like 80 minutes, as well as the Kelsey brothers having an occasional fight with each other. I, I will that let you boys talk. Be good. Because you're not in the Super Bowl. I am. So I will take the moral high ground and just sit here and there wait. There he goes again. Obi-Wan Kenobi with his high ground, <laughs> honestly. So that, that, that game was very much affected by the 49ers losing their now QB1, basically. I'm putting him above Trey Lance and Jimmy G because they can be traded away for, for picks, if in all honesty. Um, I think the Cardinals would be a, a, an ideal place for them to grow yeah. as people. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'll, take, I'll take Trey Lance. In learning how to lose. Yeah, there I, I will take Trey Lance. I think he <laughs> could turn Let's around. be honest, even if they go there, they're not going to have a number one pick next year anyway. Well, we're, gonna, we're going to address the issue of, uh, of both Pardon. our sides uh, in the second half of this uh, in, in the second half of this podcast, because unfortunately, Super Bowl weekend is not this weekend, so we'll leave our game preview until next week. So the NFC Championship winners, the Philadelphia Eagles, no one saw it coming at the beginning of the season. No one really started talking about it until they had their ridiculous 13-win record. And now all of a sudden we're at this point where um, where we're about to experience them in the Super Bowl again. The last time they did that, they won the Super Bowl. So the odds are looking good for them. And Ethan, you're giving me a really weird look right now. You just said no one was talking about them. No one was talking about them as a serious Sorry, Super Bowl. No, 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 I spoke about Sorry, them. Nobody was listening. <laughs> Difference. The people were listening to me. That's all that matters. I mean, I, st- I still think that if we went if we went back in time in the season and we stopped at about halfway, that a team like the Vikings could have brought more to postseason than uh, than the Eagles at that moment in time. Except James, they were knocked out by the Giants. Yes, they fell apart in the second half of the season, but I think if we stopped it halfway. Fell I apart, reckon, James. We dismantled them. I reckon they could have put up more of a fight. I mean, if we're talking about stopping halfway through the season, you and I would have had the worst records on out of all. Mate, you know, all I don't. Time. My I season don't, record at halfway was pretty good. I don't think our season even got off to start really. Should we just, we'll just move on to that <laughs> bit now. So unfortunately, because there is no game this week, we cannot have the Front Court Sports Pick of the Week. But it's still worth mentioning them. Front Court Sports is the place to go if you want to get American sports gear and memorabilia in the United Kingdom. Simply check out their Instagram page at FC Sports Clothing or head on to their eBay shop where you can purchase all of the latest and greatest kits. We've already been there to support them with a photo shoot, Will and I, because we're the best looking ones. Um, but you can That's support the them online and get the kit for yourself so you look just as fashionable, just as funky as the rest of us. But we're going to use this opportunity now in the program to talk about the front court sports roundup of the year. And we will go to the Cardinals first because we haven't been able to talk about them a lot because they weren't actually really a talking point in the second half of the season, Ethan. Um, if you were the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals right now, 
and I'm sure there is the vacancy going. If you were the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals right now, what are you doing in off-season? Tell me. Tell me more, tell me more. Um, Pro- preferably not like Olivia Newton-John, because I don't think you can sing as well. Probably have a little cry, have a little shout, have a bit more of a cry. And then just... just <sighs> I don't even know. I literally, I am speechless. Like, well, talk, they talk, were so talk bad. me through it because you've got you've got an amazing quarterback. Well, sometimes you have a great quarterback when he's not um, playing Call of Duty. Yes, when when, <laughs> when your quarterback isn't playing Call of Duty, you've got an amazing player there. You know, you have got someone who's mobile. You've got someone who's got great vision out on the field, but it just doesn't seem to be working with his wide receiver core that he has, with your running backs, with you, with your O line. I don't know where it's going wrong. But it is. You've now also lost J.J. Watt because he's stepping away from American football, supposedly retiring. But we'll come to that in a bit when we talk about the Steelers. Um, what what do you need to do in all seriousness to turn this season around? Because this is not something that the Cardinals can continue with, surely. Season's gone. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do to ensure a season like this doesn't happen again? We, are you more happy with that? Are you we in? just need to. We just need to rebuild. Um, we need to totally start from scratch. Get a new head coach in. You know, he needs to implement his ways. When you say starting from scratch, does it go as far as removing Kyler Murray from the picture and drafting a quarterback in the first round? I mean, so this, if this was a house, foundations, they'd have to rip them up as well. Um, but I think they might be able to keep the front door. And the front, door, front, door, front door being the QB. Interesting, because I would say use Kyler as, as a trade piece. Potentially get some picks for him first and <laughs> second round. You'll get your round one back. Yeah, and we could there use that on been, another there player. They've been really good this year. <laughs> it's a bit of a waste, isn't it? It's tough. I I wonder if you might end up trading for one of the uh, departing San Francisco quarterbacks, Trey Lance. I'll take him. I mean, we 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 say it. Whilst Trey Lance is in the eyes of the San Francisco general managers and team, probably still their first choice quarterback because he didn't really get to, you know, actually show what he's capable of this year he's year after Burrow isn't he this was, this was his first this year. was his first year because he was benched basically all of last season learning the ropes watching Jimmy G fail um, and then he was brought into the fray got injured saw Jimmy G fail again who also got injured then we had Brock Purdy I don't think I would go back to either of them if I was San Francisco Brock Purdy is a fantastic quarterback and if you actually gave him the time and the attention in training that they probably actually didn't do over the summer break last year over the off season and into the first part of this year I think that they've got a serious weapon on their hands. So I would just move Trey Lance and Jimmy G along. Yes, I know it's harsh and it's mean, but I think that a team like the Cardinals could pick them up quite easily. Couldn't well, I was just gonna say, like I would if I was San Fran. Uh I'm because Trey Lance was was a I'm pretty sure he was also a receiver, a running back at one point during college. Um I don't know if you can confirm that, but I'm. I cannot confirm all. No, tonight. no, but I'm pretty sure he was because he did some. But then my thing for you is then, but why? Why would he be drafted as a quarterback? And no. then once he's in the NFL, so say, oh, you know what? I'll be a wide receiver instead. No, no, That's no, fine. No, no, don't no. worry. So you know how the New Orleans Saints had uh, their quarterback run, wide receiver running back. Taysom Hill. Thank you very much. I was knew you were going to come up with the name because I had lost it and I couldn't remember it. Hey, now so that's a team we've barely spoken about all year. So yeah, but they are. I mean, they haven't been particularly good this year. But staying on task purely because this QB situation in San Fran, if they had Trey Lance as a Chasem Hill, like honestly, with Brock Purdy, if he performed the way he has in this off season, postseason, and end of the regular season, honestly, I think they're going to be a real threat next year. 
Lads, I'll sum it up real quick. I'll take uh, Trey Lance for a fourth or fifth round pick. You know, nothing nothing too expensive. Just Sam Fran, you don't want him anymore. You got Brock Purdy. Give it to Cardinals. He's still on his rookie contract. Isn't exactly. It? So how long is that rookie contract? Is it because they because it varies, but usually if most of the time it's like they're like two, two, two to four yeah. years, aren't they? Depends on what round. So you picked. could probably get him for quite cheap, but then the argument is that San Fran would just bump it up because they know how good he could be. No, don't do that. Just They're not exactly divisional rivals at the end of the day. <laughs> they don't need to worry about facing him twice a year. It's fine. Right. And he doesn't have to worry about the Cardinals getting in with the playoffs. No, anyway, exactly. So, yeah. take a few I, I've had enough of this slander about my Cardinals. <laughs> Let's talk about James' Steelers. Steel Boo. City, baby. Um, yeah, look, we didn't have a great start to the year. Uh, admittedly, I was always sceptical, and I know uh, a lot of friends who are Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Funny that, there are more of us. Um, no I know a, I know a lot of friends who were sceptical about Mitch Trubisky being our QB1 going into the season, and also the scary prospect at one point when Mike Tomlin was like, any three of these guys could be starters, and he included Mason Rudolph in that conversation. Great player. We all know how well that went the last time he was given QB1 status. Um you know, we started off kind of rocky. It didn't exactly get better. We had a bye week and we started to progress from there. And when we started trusting Kenny Pickett to actually play full games, that's when it got better as well. When we actually gave him, you know, put him in the driving seat in a way and trusted him out on that field. Um, we then saw the weapon that is George Pickens as well unleashed because I'm not going to lie. I know that Deontay Johnson is one of our highest paid players and rightfully so because he's a fantastic player. Um, but Pickens, to me, just had a way better season than Johnson in his first year in the NFL and wiped the floor with a lot of you know wide receivers and outclassed a lot of defences that he faced. So I see this as a massive positive to build on. I think get the ball to him more. I mean, we, we barely used Deontay Johnson. As I said, he only got one touchdown all year and that came in like the final game of a uh, final home game, sorry, of the season. So I think if you think about the sort of core that we have in terms of our attack, I think we're in good hands. I think we're in safe hands. Don't like the fact that Matt Canada's still there, but... I was waiting for that to come If up. Mike says it's going to work, in Mike we trust because it's another year where we haven't had a losing season with him. Um, and, you know, our defence is so strong. Cam Haywood, man. TJ Watts. Like, we've got, we've got linebacker quality coming out of, like, the wazoos. You know, and we've got some amazing tight ends in the form of Pat Fryermuth. I, I want to know where his wazoos are. <laughs> Like, where's that coming from? It's an American from? phrase, you know, it's got it coming out of the wazoo, you know, I, it's something that they say. Uh, but I think we've got a we've got a fantastic base to build Disneyland, off Disneyland, maybe. I think we've got a fantastic base to build off now, because like you were saying about the Cardinals, you've got to rip it all the way back to the foundations. I feel like when we lost Ben Roethlisberger, or, you know, we, we kept him for far too long, um, I think that was us realising that um, wooden walls don't keep us warm in winter. Uh, and that we actually need insulation and we might need to build a more modern structure. And we've kept our foundations. You know, We kept our head coach, we kept Mike Tomlin, we kept the odd player who has been involved in the franchise for a number of years. And we've, we've rebuilt from there and we're trusting the process. I think we can make a more serious push for postseason next year. This year, we were, we were in the hunt. We were on the cusp. Yes, a decision didn't go our way with obviously Miami winning and we lost to Miami in regular I season. I don't think you were ever in the hunt. It was just, oh... We might be able to pl go playoffs. Exactly. Oh no! Wait, no, we can't. We were no, in the we hunt, can't. though. We we were there. We if were. if it, it was At no point did and did your team ever go. 
oh, we could, we yeah, maybe I did. We could I, sat, I was like, hey, we could do this, James. We could do this. You the know? Steelers were in the hunt for the playoffs, like the Giants were in the hunt for a Super Bowl. But they were. They made the playoffs. Yeah, we did. Uh, but they were never going to get to the Super Bowl. Sorry, were you in the playoff conversation? I don't think you were. I'm sorry, boys. Are your bets still in the in the Super Bowl? That's nothing to do with That's your team. That's different. That's completely different. We're on a different part of the show now. We're on the front court sports unpack of the year. And if you want to make sure that you can get great NFL apparel, make sure you check front court sports clothing out. Although not Will's apparel. Will's is from the uni. <laughs> I have no words because none of that is lying. Exactly. It is um, all true. But yeah, look, I Very mean, I, I think that next year we Would can we can make a really serious push for for the playoffs. Would not recommend James's shirt because we've got a f- we we are building up a fantastic team. And look, all we need to do is make a couple more smart draft picks, and we've shown that we can do that with George Pickens. I think we're in safe hands. I I'm feeling happily pleased about the season that I've had now, but confident about the future. He said he's happily pleased. You <laughs> bet your sweet ass I am. <laughs> no, I, I think the Cardinals could take a leaf out of the Steelers' books. I mean, they drafted well. Um, they got a good foundation, <laughs> I will agree with you. Playoffs, I don't know, next year with the Steelers, but... You're just going to have to wait and see, hey, buddy. Like we'll we see all, you there. Like, like we always say, anything in the NFL could happen. Hey, the like g- the Giants making the playoffs. And the Giants are the ones that we're coming to next because... You've had a fantastic year. Will, just talk me through it, because I ended up rambling on about the Steelers. Ethan had a little bit of a chip in about his Cardinals. Um, just Honestly, James and Ethan, results speak for themselves. Like My team made the playoffs. It was the best year we've had for six years. The last time we won our playoff game, I think, was 2012. Um, honestly, like, I'm, I'm gen- I was genuinely happy with this year's performance. I mean, ugh, we had several questionable performances um against um the washington we drew commanders no no i didn't want to mention the oh. name really it was just washington itself it's just like we just lost distasteful we lost sound in your mouth. there we didn't even lose we had the game in our hands and we just couldn't hold out yeah you lost the game because you could have won no, we didn't lose the game. Yeah, the game was there the game. in your hands and you just lost it. You lost all grip of it. We you lost, you all, lost all momentum. We got some grip, hence why we drew. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't draw that game. You lost. The commanders basically see Point it as a is, win. Point is, we finished on a winning record. I'm extremely happy with that. Next year looks good. And somehow Danny Jones has actually picked up some form. I don't know if it's him because... I I still don't believe. That I don't know. There's a fantastic dummy that he threw that went viral, and everyone was like, "If Patrick Mahomes did this, then the world could go crazy." And he he kind of just you know he puts the, he puts the ball in the other arm and he throws it and he, he tucks it behind and you know I thought it was a great piece of play you know but obviously I'm not saying he's a bad you know. player. I'm just saying he's not. You know we all see these franchise QBs. I don't think Dan Jones is one. Can I just say that play that you're on about with Dan Jones? That is reminiscent of a college trick play called the Statue of Liberty. Um, you gentlemen might have heard it. If you haven't, I will show you after this recording. And the fans... Is it um, relevant to Saquon Barkley? It is not, actually. Oh, I thought you were going to come in and be like, no. it was something that Saquon used in college. No, Because it, I am a Saquon fan. <laughs> I'm a New York Saquon Giants fan. fan. A, Saquon a Saquon Barkley fan. fan. Saquon Barkley. 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 <laughs> Saquon Barkley! I own a Giants jersey and I am a Cardinals fan. Saquon Barkley. 
Let us know in the comments how traitorous do you think that is. Saquon Buckley. Saquon Buckley. It's like I am Groot. We could do a whole show like it's this. It's great. Yeah. I like it. Check Saquon Buckley. Check out the Statue of Liberty trick play. Great play. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. So, it Will, just elaborate on your point for me. Dan Jones, you don't see as a franchise quarterback for the future. I mean, but the season that you've had, you've made the playoffs. He's done some great trick plays, which we've just discussed here briefly. We didn't go into too much detail at all. Um... Why? Why isn't he the man for the future? And who do you look to then across the league as a whole to bring in? I don't... I Honestly, I don't know. Um, I think we'd have to get... The unfortunate situa situation is, I think, we're not going to get a number one pick, I think, in the next couple of years. As our team is in the place where we're not performing badly. We're sort of mid-pack in the NFL. Okay, so we're looking at trading from a different team potentially. Then May, I don't even don't think we even are. I think I'm going to throw out like some names for you then that, that spring to mind initially from free just agency. Just hold your thought, because to Danny Dimes is a bit like I think he's a bit like Eli, Eli Manning. We're going to have one unbelievable season with him, and then I think we're going to get pretty average. It's just yeah, it's just a case of how the rest of our team responds to it, the relationships he builds. Is he going to be able to build the relationships uh, like Mahomes has with the Chiefs? I think if he can do that, I think we'll be on a positive trajectory. But yes, overall, very happy with the season. couple of questionable performances, but made the playoffs for the first time in a few years. And, you know, we did well. We beat a better team than, better recorded team than we, than our record, sorry, in the Vikings. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to see what we can do next year. Absolutely. And look, you seem pretty happy with the season that you've had. And I, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't be happy with the season you've had. Um, but your your displeasure maybe at Dan Jones for the future. Are you seriously looking at all of this potential quarterback movement? Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, no one knows if he's definitely going back to Green Bay. Tom Brady, no one definitely knows he's going back to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay may think he is, but I don't think anyone can truly say hand on heart, 100%, he's he's going to be coming back next year to Tampa Bay. No one knows for certain still where Derek Carr is going to end up. No one knows for certain whether the Cardinals are actually going to trade Kyler Murray away. Is Zach Wilson destined to stay at the Jets or is he going to be tossed aside? Because clearly things aren't exactly working out for the best. You, you've got the same point as I, haven't you? That they were going to unretire the number 12 jersey at the Jets from that famous player if Aaron Rodgers comes back. I can't remember his name. It's really bugging me. But the Jets were going to unretire the number 12. I believe it's Joe Namath. Is what yes. I want to say. Yes, they're so they're unretiring, and You're he like said a he freaking encyclopedia. It is awesome in there. You? I can just wow. look at him and go, this player. Um, no, no, but yeah, Joe Namath. He's gonna said I will be willing to unretire my number twelve at the Jets if Aaron Rodgers moves to New York. I think that would be silly, unless he's just gonna be there to mentor. That's huge news, though. It that, is. That huge. would be huge. It is. It would be huge. It is news, but I. Yeah, big news from the Jets. Don't think it's going to happen there. Now, I, I understand that, obviously, Rogers going across the Jets has been talked about previously, but is he someone who could just potentially go to the highest bidder, like not necessarily him having an exact choice on where he wants to go? Because if, if Green Bay obviously feel as though his taste for them has run out and his displeasure is there for them they're not exactly a team that are going to be sympathetic and go oh Aaron you poor soul yes of course we'll make sure you end up going somewhere you like they'll more just be like no go away we're done with you no yeah I think uh, Green Bay will definitely want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers if they can and if Aaron Rodgers says he wants to leave but I do think he will you're boring Will <laughs> you're actually Sorry. boring well will. do you know what's boring me Will talk about the Giants all the time 
Speaking of talking all the time, though, gents, um, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me again in the studio to unpack the AFC and NFC championships. Ethan Walsh of the Arizona Cardinals, Will Godwin of the New York Giants. How are you doing? And I have been James Roberts, a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, if you want to continue following our journey, make sure you follow us on social media. Will, our social media handle is transatlantic underscore TD. We're not on Twitter, but that is on Instagram. And if you'd like to follow us, make sure you check out our YouTube channel where you can actually watch this podcast. You can watch along. You can see our faces. If you've just been listening to us this whole time, where are you? Why aren't you here? And if you have been just watching us on YouTube, we are available on podcast platforms. We're available on Google Podcasts. We're available on Amazon Music. We're available on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. Other streaming services are are available. I think I pretty much covered all of them. Um, So yes, wherever you join us from, wherever you watch along from, wherever you listen through, Thank you for joining us. It's been another episode of Transatlantic Touchdown. I can't wait to see you again next week. Goodbye.